Welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. This is Christy, your host. I apologize that we're a day late getting things off the ground here, but hopefully we will make this a good episode for you. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the fragrance oil of the week, which is orange fragrance oil. We are going to discuss rising. We are going to lose our mind going on a weird tangent. Uh, we're going to talk about the YouTuber of the week and the face group, Facebook group of the week. Uh, before we do all of that, I did want to make a correction to the uh, mention that I gave for the Old Stage Apothecary Conference coming up in July. The deadline in order to be able to take advantage of getting a grab bag at the beginning was June 1st. So if you uh, signed up before June 1st, you're guaranteed to get a grab bag. If you sign up after June 1st, you may not get a grab bag. So it's still some really good stuff when you go there. Like I said, I'm going to be there this time. Uh, I was there last year. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's the Old Sage Apothecary. So you can still sign up. It's in July. Um, but you may not get a grab bag. But it's not bad. Because they have uh, all kinds of good stuff there. Anywho. So uh, we're also going to talk about the natural ingredient of the week. Which is calendula. Um. Other things I want to talk about, um, makingsoapmagazine.com is having the voting for their May-June issue of the magazine. They had a contest for, the contest happened to be mentioning, uh, Design Mania. So there are several different entries that you can vote on on wood grain technique. They got something called a kiss pour technique, which I need to look into in more detail. Um, pencil line technique, so you can vote for your favorite one. I won't tell you which one I voted for. However, you have until June 15th to vote, and then they will announce the winner in their July-August issue. So that's under the soapmakingmagazine.com. I'll prov provide a link in the comments down below. Um, and then there's also the uh, Soap Challenge Club. Um, they do a challenge every month, and you do have to sign up for it. For June, it's $9.95. Or if you want to do the June, July, August challenges together, all three are $24. Uh, you can go to SoapChallengeClub.com. They also have a Facebook group, which is really nice. The June contest is Food and Drink Ingredients. Uh, difficulty level is between beginner to in intermediate. Um, and the prizes that they have for it, um, it's being sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs. So the prizes there, the grand prize is a $50 gift certificate. Second place is $35. Third place is $25. Deadline is June 10th. So you got another three days to get that in. Uh, and then they're going to show the link to all of the different uh, soaps. June 10th through the 21st, then they're going to have a visual link up on the 21st of the 23rd, and then voting starts the 24th and the 26th with the winner to be announced on the 27th. I have purchased from Mountain Rose Herbs in the past, plenty of good stuff to be had there, definitely worth it. And then we'll talk about the July and August in later podcasts. All right, this week we're going to talk about orange fragrance oil, not essential oil. Orange essential oil is a totally different thing. We're not even going to deep dive into that. We're just going to touch on the orange fragrance oil. So one thing to keep in mind with orange fragrance oil is even though you may not see a vanilla content, it does discolor. It turns anywhere from a light yellow to a deep orange. So keep that in mind when 
you if you decide to get an orange fragrance oil you may want to do a test batch and just not color to see how deep that orange can get um, I got one from indigo fragrance their fresh squeezed orange and I used a, a beautiful light orange mica in it and it turned a deep orange so I was like mm, perhaps I should have not colored that at all and just kind of let it do its orange thing so in that kind of situation too, just like with the vanilla content essential or fragrance oils, what you may want to do is just leave any of your lighter shades unscented. Like if you want something to be a certain color, blues, greens, um, uh, even uh, the white, you may want to leave those discolored so that you keep that true color. Uh, now with uh, some of them that I found, they didn't have a straight... Um, orange they had blends like for example elements bath and body the only one i could find was orange vanilla and that one had a vanilla content of up to 10 percent uh, didn't have a usage rate so that one's one you might want to reach out to them if you decide to go with it and use it now flaming candle had two different kinds of oranges they had taraco orange which didn't have a vanilla content and its usage the max usage rate was five percent um, again ifra soaping is nine on that um, and that's a max it doesn't mean that you go up to that it means you can go up to it but you may want to kind of scale it back depending on how strong that fragrance is uh, they now flaming candle also had a raw sugar mandarin which had a vanilla content of 12.10 percent the usage rate on that was 24.24 so again kind of roll that one back uh, wholesale supply plus they had an orange, no vanilla content. Usage rate was 25.80. Nature's Garden, fresh squeezed orange, uh, no vanilla content, 5%. They Nature's Garden's usually pretty consistent with their 5%. Uh, Rustic Essentials had a mandarin orange. Uh, again, no vanilla content, 79.79 on the usage rate. Um, Indigo Fragrance, as I mentioned, uh, fresh squeezed orange zero on the vanilla and no restriction so a lot of times you're going to see that they don't have really much of a restriction on the usage content but depending on how strong that fragrance is you may need to dial it back now one other thing with orange fragrance oils before we keep going here is this is another good reason why you want to test it not only to see how much it's going to discolor but how much that that fragrance is going to stick because there have been on some of the reviews and this is why i love the reviews some of the reviews have said that they've had a problem where the fragrance doesn't stick. So the ways that you can help avoid that problem where your fragrance goes away is you can use things to anchor it. I've heard of tapioca starch uh, or tapioca powder. Uh, Kaolin clay is the big one. So those are also things to keep in mind. Uh, moving on, we have Fragrance Buddy. They didn't have a fragrance oil for orange. Be Scented. They used to have a fresh squeezed orange years ago. I don't know how long ago they got rid of it. Because um, I had a bottle at one point. It was great. Uh, now theirs is called Orange Ultra. Um, and because I haven't gotten it recently, I don't know how it performs. But they usually test all their... And when I say usually, I mean like 100% of the time, probably 99% of the time that I've seen. Um, and theirs is a zero, uh, zero vanilla, and they had 2% uh, on the usage rate. So it's, it's a very powerful fragrance. So 
that's kind of a very realistic situation with when you have a, a powerful fragrance. Um, Candle Science had a blood orange, zero on the vanilla. There's, again, Candle Science is pretty realistic with their percentages, anywhere from 3 to 6%. Brambleberry didn't have uh, an orange fragrance, soap making with Lisa. They had their essential oil, which is times 15, so that's an option you have with them. Uh, Nature's Fragrance did not have one, as did Arizona Man Oil, so there was a few places that didn't carry it. Um, now, Nurture Soap has a Satsuma orange, and I know with them, they are, the Satsuma is a very, very lovely fragrance, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, theirs is a 0% vanilla content and 6% usage rate. Uh, Lone Star and Lone Star Candle Supply and CandlesandSupply.net had orange, just straight called orange. Uh, CandlesandSupplies.net had a 0.2% vanilla content in theirs. Uh, but their usage rate was 100%, and Lone Star Candle Supply is 8% on their usage rate. Um, Bulk Apothecary had an orange citrus, and apparently that one's very concentrated as well because they were talking about their usage rate at 0.3. So I was like, wow, that's really, really strong. So again, things to consider if you're going to use an orange fragrance oil is discoloration, not from vanilla. In most cases, it's just going to be because of the fragrance, the, the orange in itself. Uh, also, um, testing is going to be critical here. So, you know, discoloration, you're going to have whether or not it, it sticks in your, in your soap. Um, so you want to kind of play with it to see how it performs. And by play, I mean test. All right, so you've got your soap batter ready to pour. Your colors are mixed. Everything's ready to go, except you haven't added your fragrance yet. So you go to add your fragrance and, uh-oh, clumps. Ah, that means rising, potentially, depending on how much you mix. Okay, yeah, that's rising. So rising can show up a few different ways. So it can clump down at the bottom, and then when you go to mix it with the spatula, it looks like you got cheese curdling at the bottom. Or it can be small little pieces floating at the top, and it kind of looks like rice. It can even look like cottage cheese, where it just clumps up. Um, now what causes it, in most cases, is your fragrance. A lot of times it's the nasty florals. So florals are great, they smell fantastic, but sometimes they can be a pain in the butt. Is your soap a goner? No, not just yet. We can try a couple things to see if we can deal with the rising. So there's a couple of different little solutions out there on the interwebs. Uh, Bath Alchemy Lab suggests, for example, using a whisk instead of a stick blender to mix in your fragrances and you might be able to whisk it out and prolong the life of the batter without it starting to set up on you. Uh, if you warm up your fragrance to the same temperatures as your oils before you mixing, mix it in, you can even mix in a little bit of the, the fragrance, the whole fragrance into a little bit of soap and then blend it in to the rest of the batch and that might kind of give you a little bit more time to play with. Uh, chemistry Store suggests using a recipe that has more soft oils as they hold a thinner trace for a longer period of time. Now, other ways that you can kind of identify the ricing so you know what to look for is YouTube. Great resource. Plenty of videos out there to help you identify what ricing is so you can kind of keep ahead of the game there. Really good videos out there that show soapers experiencing it and how they kind of overcame it or how they worked with it. 
For example, Royal Appleberry demonstrated one in one of her videos, and I'll include a link in the comments there for you. So she demonstrated not only how to test it in a small batch and then mix it in, um, and in the beginning of the video, when she did that, it really kind of accelerated pretty quickly. It had the fragrance that she was using had a little bit of jasmine in it. Jasmine is kind of a notorious one for ricing on you, uh, even accelerating on you. So she mixed it in just a little container, uh, an ounce into a little container of soap, and you could literally see how it was like, all right, this is a fast mover. Look, it's getting warm. And then she mixed it in with the rest of her oils, and it seemed like it started to behave a little bit because there was a little bit of fragrance to a lot of bit of oils. Uh, and then she mixed in another ounce, and things kind of went south. So uh, it was interesting to see how she added water into it to kind of into the the soap mix, which I've never seen done before. But that was a great way to show how you can kind of overcome where it goes, it, and the more she mixed it, it started to accelerate, and things were just kind of going south on her real quick there. Royalty Soaps had another example, too, where she recently made kind of a, a, a soap where it had two different fragrance oils in it, and the bottom one had jasmine fragrance oil, and you can literally see where she scooped it up, and it's like, whoa, there you go. So she was able to blend that out. So her bottom layers had the jasmine in it and she she's an expert when it comes to soaping so you can see how it behaves and how she dealt with it. Um, now there is a difference between ricing and acceleration. So Soap Queen has a good explanation on her blog of the difference between ricing and separation and she has pictures too so you can kind of see the difference. Now the best way you can of course deal with ricing is just avoid it altogether. That's going to involve a little bit of research. So when you buy your fragrance, a good supplier is going to have done the research on the fragrance for you and they're going to be able to provide you some details saying, okay, this is how it behaved when we soap. Now keep in mind that their recipe may not be the same as your recipe. They may have more soft oils than harder oils. They may not have used butter, so individual results may vary. That's where your reviews come into play. So other soapers are going to usually post on the reviews whether or not they did experience any rising, acceleration, separating, anything like that. So the reviews are great. Now, one example, Indigo Fragrance, they have a whole page dedicated to how some of their fragrances perform and as well as varying degrees of ricing, like it, can you stick blend it out? Is it just kind of going south on you really quick? But it's not a complete list. So you may need to kind of do your own research on the different fragrances. Now, Be Scented is another one that they test all their fragrances before they'll sell them. So that's really nice about that. They'll let you know kind of how they perform there. In a lot of cases, you'll have videos seeing how it performs. Um, there's also uh, Brambleberry, which they have tested all of their fragrances to let you know how they b behave as well. But again, if it doesn't have any description in the fragrance on the fragrance page that you want to buy, you got to do a little bit more research. And if it doesn't have reviews and it doesn't have a description, that's where you can kind of go to phoning a friend. And what do I mean by that? Facebook soaping groups, really great. Also, the soap making forum. So if you do a search, sometimes you can find where somebody's had trouble with a particular fragrance ricing. So if you don't see what you're looking for in either one of those, feel free to post. 99% of the soapers out there are nice enough to supply some feedback for you. If, you've experienced, if they've experienced ricing, 
they're usually going to say, yeah, that's something you want to avoid, or no, it wasn't too bad. You can usually uh, blend it out really quick with a stick blender. So you've got a lot of good resources to work with there. Uh, and again, I am providing some references down in the bottom in the comments so that if you need a little bit of help kind of identifying uh, things to look for, that'll kind of give you a little bit to work with. So hopefully when you're working with a particular fragrance and you see ricing, you'll be able to identify what it is and how to deal with it so that you can have a positive soaping experience. All right, this week we're gonna have a little bit of random bits of weird. And I love weird because I wear that like a badge of honor. And by badge, I mean, I just kind of do it. So some things we're gonna talk about is like when you have a free moment and you're gonna soap and then all of a sudden the time that you wanna spend just soaping, everybody in your life decides they need to be there and drive you insane and distract you. So whether or not you're in a situation where you feel like you're the dad from the Incredibles and you're sneaking around and trying to get stuff done, or you have a Stewie in your life where they every five seconds they're like, mom, 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 mom. You're just like, oh, please, just give me three hours where I don't have the urge to kill someone so I can just mellow out and soap. So, if you're in that kind of situation, just relax. Try to find some time where you can lock a door. Put a note on it saying, if you come in here, be prepared to die. And just enjoy your soaping experience. All right, the next bit of weird we're going to talk about is things that happen at vending events, craft shows, uh, festivals, things like that. So there's usually two type of people that are going to be there. The first type of person that you're going to have is the people that say, oh, does your soap have lye in it? I can't use soap that has lye in it. Or, well, my doctor only says I can use Dove, or they just say I only use Dove soap. Well, first of all, Dove is not a soap, so go away. Uh, but of course you can't say that to them. So all you can do is smile. Oh, that's sad, unfortunate, things like that. In the meanwhile, you're thinking, oh my gosh, if I could have like laser beams shoot from my eyes, your head would be gone by now. And of course, when they leave, the first thing you want to do is roll your eyes so hard that you can see your brain in the back of your head. Oh, those are two types of events. What types of people do you get at your events that just kind of make you cringe and you can kind of feel the irritation in the back of your teeth. So either message us on Soper's Chat Facebook group or you can email us and we'll discuss it on a future segment. Or you can also add a comment on here if you're signed up for uh, Podbean. Um, that's another way that you can kind of do that. All right, the Facebook page that we're gonna discuss this week is nature's fragrance so this page actually will lead to their website but the nice thing about it is you can get a lot of information from their page they also have a group link where you can go to the group that is tied to the uh, nature's fragrance which is candle and bath and body making for beginners by nature's fragrance that is an amazing group i might add you can learn about the alex method for pouring candles 
I'll leave that little little piece dangling right there for you. Uh, but the group is nice, or the page rather, is nice because anytime somebody has a question about a fragrance or they have experience with a fragrance that Nature's Fragrance sells, uh, they'll post it on here. That's the fantastic thing about it. They've even started a uh, seed program, which is nice because if you want to get involved with that, I'll leave you to check that out on their on the page, on the Facebook page. Um, but if you want to check out the different fragrance oils they have, you can do, click the shop now. It'll take you over there. Not only do they have fragrance oils, they have candle dyes, which I've purchased their candle dyes. Very strong, I might add. They do a lot of testing with the candle dyes so that you can get the varying degrees of, okay, if you add 50 drops of black, this is what it's going to look like. If you do 50 drops of red, this is what it's going to look like. So that's the great thing about it is they do testing. Not only do they do that on the candle dyes, but they do it on the fragrance oils as well. And they do testing with soap with their fragrance oils. So that's the fantastic thing about it. And anybody who purchases their fragrance oils and uses them in soap have also been kind enough to post their feedback as well. And they'll take that feedback off of the shop page and they'll put it on the Facebook page so that you can see that. It was really nice when the, the focus seems to have been lately, uh, there was a fragrance called Volcano that I've seen it on a couple of pages, but there was a lot of, of feedback on that, which one of these days I'm gonna get that, I'll tell you that. Um, but Alex and Sabrina are fantastic. Um, if you have any questions, they're usually really on top of answering those questions. When they send out their fragrance oils, they're very well packaged. You, they're very well packaged, so you don't you don't have to necessarily worry about the possibility of leakage. If there's going to be leakage, it's usually because something bad happened to the box. So yeah, if that happens, the nice thing about it is they'll work with you to make sure that you can get the fragrance so that you can use it. Um, shipping, very reasonable. I'll leave that alone for right now, but my main focus is their, their Facebook page, which is fantastic. So if you have any questions about anything, they've got videos on there. Uh, the one that got me is they recently, uh, the fragrance oils that we, they were waiting to package. It's like, wow, because they got like 600 pounds of oils. I can't imagine what that looks like. Oh, I got 10 pounds one time and it's just like, wow, that was a big container. It looked like I got a gal uh, 10 gallons of gas. However, um, moving away from the weird, um, if you do want to check it out, please do give a little love to Alex and Sabrina. And that is the Facebook group of the week. And our YouTuber this week is Yellow Cottage Soapery. Now this is a YouTuber I've been watching for a few years now. It's kind of nice to be able to watch. She starts out where she discusses what sh fragrance oil she's going to be using. And then a lot of times she'll tell you what kind of micas that she's going to be using as well. So that you have an idea of how it's going to progress. She'll kind of show you the the, the colors that she's going to be messing with. And the nice thing about it is very real. If she has acceleration, if she has rising, even if it's sped up, you can see what's happening and how she works through it. So that's the great thing about that. Plus, she occasionally will discuss the ducks that she has in her backyard, the continuing adventures of the ducks, the baby ducks. So it's kind of, it's kind of all interesting to, to hear about those going on as well as naturally watching the soap. 
Um, and she also provides cutting at the end, which is really nice. The one that she had last week, she experienced a little bit of ricing in the soap that she had. So it was nice to be able to see how she worked through it. But of course, as a result of trying to work through it, she had the dreaded drop and plop. So one of the downsides of soaping. But it's nice to be able to see an experienced soaper work through a situation like that. So again, yellow cottage soapery and enjoy the conversation about the ducks. All right, our last segment this week is on calendula. Now, calendula is a wonderful additive that has some medicinal benefits. We can't discuss them, unfortunately, when you're selling soap. Really can't discuss them in any way because it could be considered a medical ingredient at that point. So we're going to talk about it as an as an additive, as an ingredient in your soap um, so that you have a, a little bit better idea of what you're dealing with there. Um, to give you a little bit of background with my experience with calendula, I had a customer come to me a couple, for a couple years asking for a calendula of soap. She said she got a bar from someone and it smelled fantastic. Well, my experience with calendula is it does not have a fragrance. I've seen calendula essential oils out there. I don't believe them because it doesn't have a fragrance. There's even been where I've heard people talk about how they have experience with creating essential oils and they've had like a hundred pounds of the flowers and they've tried to distill them and steam them and they've gotten no fragrance out of it. So if you see a calendula essential oil, please question it because I don't think you're dealing with an actual essential oil there, um, mainly because it's it, it you get resin from it at that point. So kind of veering back onto the train track here and discussing calendula. Um, it creates a lovely yellow in soap. It can be infused in your oils before you add them to your soap. It can be ground down and used as an additive, like a powder in your soap, or you can even add it, just throw the, the, the uh, petals into the soap to where it kind of gives it like a, um, kind of like the same as if you do uh, soap confetti, kind of the same thing there, only with the yellow. And you can also add it to the top. So those are some of the, the nice features that you have with using it in your soap. Again, it's a wash-off product, so you're not going to get any of the added benefits there. Some people have said that it may help with acne, but again, you can't discuss that when selling soap. So moving on, um, again, I mentioned before, there's no fragrance with calendula, so you have to add fragrance. Now, Soap Queen has an article on how she used essential oil and yuzu fragrance oil on so she did a nice little mix. Half of her, her batch was orange essential oil, half her batch was calendula. And so I believe with the calendula, she did the, uh, the uh, orange essential oil and the other half she added uh, fizzy lemonade and that one had the yuzu fragrance oil in it. Now, um, another way that you can utilize calendula in your soap is with essential oils. Some of the blends that you can use together or separately, cypress, lavender, lemon, lime, orange, rose, neroli, oak moss, jasmine, frankincense, and ylang-ylang. I always think of a doo-wop group whenever I hear ylang-ylang. Um, or you can even go commando and not add any fragrance to your soap at all. So you just have a calendula soap with no fragrance, just the just the calendula. So that's a nice little additive to have in there. If you've used calendula in your soap, tell me about it. Like I said, go to Soapers Chat Facebook group or shoot me a message on soaperschat at outlook.com and uh, let me know about it. Uh, that'll also be our coloring for the week. So 
normally we go over a mica. In this case, let's just focus on the additive. So show me some pictures of where you've made a calendula so show, soap. I would love to see it. Um, that pretty much does it for us for this week. Uh, I appreciate your time. Please share this podcast. This is for you. I want to be able to provide as much as I can to you. I'm trying to extend things out to about a half hour to give you a little bit of time to enjoy yourself while you're making soap, either hot process, cold process, melt and pour, what have you. Uh, or if you're messing with something else, maybe you're like me and this week I was working on everything strawberry related for a strawberry festival coming up and I'm so done with strawberry that I'm ready to move on to other fragrances. That's why I was talking about orange uh, fragrance oil and calendula with the other essential oils because I'm kind of done with strawberry this week. So going off on my tangent, I'm coming back on board here. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please let me know. Otherwise, I hope you have a wonderful week and tune in next week and please share the podcast. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye.